Welcome back, Rammies. Hello, Rammies. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy November. That is true. We finally made it. We are officially in Scorpio season. Ooh, Scorpio season. And we have one of our favorite Scorpios on as a guest today, Mr. Morris Brown. Hello, Morris. Hello. How's it going? We are so excited to have you on. We are very interested in the subject today, Mm -hmm. as well as our listeners. I think that this is going to be an exciting and informative episode Yes, that everyone always has questions about, especially in LA. Yes. Morris is a true expert, I would say, on astrology. And Morris and I met while working on that long ass job that we were on. And I, Morris is obviously one of my favorites. Oh, kindred spirits. Thank you. Kindred spirits. I mean, I would say that. Would you say uh, <laughs> <laughs> Morris is always giving it to us real. He's like, you guys are paying me to be here. Yeah, <laughs> you're not actually. Just kidding. I wish you were. Um, yeah, but Morris and I met on that job, and I found out that Morris knew so much about astrology. I think we discussed last time that I was eavesdropping on a conversation with you and Fidel, and I was like, "Excuse me, what?" Mm-hmm. And then you gave me everything I needed to know. I was shocked by your knowledge. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just curious to hear about your introduction into this knowledge, um, how you got here, what, if you were into this, you know, from an early age or if this is a newfound passion of yours. So just sort of a backstory of, mm-hmm. of it yeah. all. I would love to get into that. So um, my astrological journey uh, started, I'd say about five years ago, uh, maybe six now. Um, it actually kind of, it started at within myself when I was in high school, I was a senior in high school and, uh, I'd always hear a lot of the girls I went to school with talking about astrology using their like sun signs. Um, and I, of course I would see it online, especially because, you know, it was about 2015, 2016. So it was the real kind of ushering in into the social media mm-hmm. uh, kind of landscape that we're in today. CoStar, uh, the app. Ex- yeah. yeah. CoStar, oh, things yes. like Snapchat, where you could just publicly post things. I'd see a lot of astrology mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and at that time in my life, uh, I I was certainly um, against it. Uh, I thought astrology was awful. I thought it would only serve to create negatives in people's lives, uh, whether they're justifying uh, poor action um, taking away any accountability uh, for what they do because of, you know, just whatever their sun sign is. They'll <laughs> do that and you have to accept it. Um, and so that was frustrating to me. I'd see it a lot. Um, I was highly objective back then because, you know, coming of age, I really wanted to have as strong of an understanding of the world uh, that I could curate. Mm-hmm. And astrology was not in line with that. Um, And so I kind of had this personal uh, vendetta against astrology as a pseudoscience, um, as something that people use to uh, shirk away responsibility. Um, And so from there, I kind of thought, well, if I am going to argue against it, I need to have as much information to disprove it as possible, because certainly something like astrology can be easily disproved um, through just, you know, empirical analysis uh, and just knowledge of the subject at hand. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started researching uh, so I can, you know, armor up my defenses and and my attacks uh, against (laughs) it. Smart kid. That's very wise and mature. I wanted to slam these other (laughs) 18-year-old girls. They're Uh, just like, why? (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted to pick apart everything. Um, and from that, you know, I, I just started learning, um, found out quickly, I was very ignorant, um, on my view of what astrology is, what it is used for, um, and its potentials of, um, inner development, um, mm-hmm. that I had completely not been privy to. Of course, when somebody's on, you know, social media saying, oh, I'm such a Virgo, I did this. It's like, whatever. Um, and that, that's not truly, um, even even touches uh, on what astrology's potentials are. Uh, and I quickly learned that. And then from there, I kind of started opening my mind to it because I, I did my whole natal chart. Uh, I read through so many, so every single website I could find, I was reading, okay, what does Sun and Scorpio mean? What does Moon and Sagittarius mean? What is the Moon uh, symbol of? Uh, and from there, uh, once I analyzed my first 
the first time I analyzed my natal chart in full was when I really started to think, okay, maybe there's something here because I knew I was coming from a standpoint um, that I wanted to prevent uh, the tail from wagging the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make sure I was going in with that pure, whatever, whatever pureness I, I projected onto object objectivity. Uh, I wanted to keep that intact. Uh, and so from there, I, I tried to be as uh, hard as possible on astrology, you know, not like a fortune cookie kind of thing. Where can I apply this? I was, I was just thinking, okay, I know certain parts of myself well um, at, at the current age I was. And it, do I find this true to be my experience? And a lot of the things I did find to be surprisingly true. Um, and so from there, that's when I really, the seeds were planted. Um, was upon that first initial analysis where I was trying to analyze astrology, but really I come to find out I was just analyzing myself. Mm. Uh, And I had enjoyed that. Um, And so a a lot of things then started to happen um, in kind of conjunction with this openness uh, to to the world of astrology. I've always been open to the world of occult knowledge Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways. I've always been interested in it. Um, And so from there, uh, I remember I was in my first semester of my uh, EMT training to be an emergency medical technician. Did you know that about Morris? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, for uh, before I was working on sets uh, for two years uh, from actually April 2020 to... September 21. So like 18 months. Oh, wow. Um, oh my I'm, God. Don't tell me this. I'm going to be calling you being like, my heart's <laughs> kind of feeling weird today. Can you come over? Get ready, Morris. Yeah. I'll leave you a, a really handy number uh, yeah. for, for help. Like, please don't do this to me. Like yeah. Um, yeah. I was um, an EMT for, for a while during COVID. Holy um, shit. Can't imagine. Yeah. Oh. It was, it was wild. You must've seen a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of dark things. One oh, of the yeah. first things I asked him, I was like, "What is the craziest thing you've seen?" So yeah, no, that I mean, that was uh, such an amazing experience. I mean, to be during like during COVID, of course, this is pretty unprecedented for everybody who's alive yeah. and working right now. Um, so I found it to be, you know, enthralling. Uh, and that's that's very in line with my birth chart. You uh, are like funny. an adventure seeker, aren't you? But I feel I like am. you want to understand yes. people. It's, yes, it, I take I take that more mental adventure. I'd mm-hmm. say than physical. Yes, um, is where is where that impulse lies. Although you are trained in like fire safety and stuff as well. No, yeah, so, so that's like physical adventure. Wow. Yes, but then I also I I have taken a step back from uh, mm. my fire technology education. Um, to do something to a focus lot. on the star. You yeah. are an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. <laughs> you <laughs> really are. Jesus Christ. Wish we had six hours in, in the studio today. <laughs> Same. Um, but yeah, I just remember in my EMT class, uh, our teacher was saying that because, you know, you just talk. He talks about stories and because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to all the people in that class are one day going to be doing some crazy things that, you know, you can't teach in school. Mm-hmm. So for him just to relay experiences were uh, one of the most useful parts of the education, just so you know, wow, there you can not expect anything. Anything yeah. happens at any time. You don't know what's going on. You walk into some random person's house, whatever. So he would tell a lot of stories. That was my favorite part of his class. And uh, he used to say his uh, the shifts that he hated the most were on full moons mm. because there were always a lot more calls on full moons and they would always be really messed up. <gasps> um, there was like a lot of violence um then like pulling up on calls where there's been domestic disputes wow um, a lot of really bad accidents um people uh having psychiatric issues um and he relayed a statistic which um uh, was that there are 38 percent more emergency calls on full moons and so this was pretty early on into i was i was 18 now um and so this was pretty directly after i had started taking astrology not as a joke okay so it validated it even more to you i was i was thinking okay if i just heard this is completely out of the realm of astrology this guy just relayed some interesting information to me yeah you know there might be some correlation to what's happening with the moon and what's happening with human behavior um and because uh, you know that's just such an anomaly to have that much more of a workload on full moons when they're never consistent on a certain date, you know, there's right. never, you know, so I just, 
it started uh, bringing in a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, into into my head, and uh, so I thought about that for a little bit. I thought that was really interesting. Um, and then I went to uh, I came here to Los Angeles. Uh, this is back when I still lived at home in Vegas, um, and I had one of my best friends uh, lived out here. So we were over at this bookstore on uh, Franklin, uh, over by where his dad lives. And is it the bookstore by Birds? It is the yes. one on that same little strip. I know exactly what you're talking about. Place. Yes, I think there's like sushi stop. The boutique, the Canyon, is there? Oh yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Franklin. Yeah. Oh, that's a cute yeah. area. It's so a cute. super cute mm-hmm. area. It's across the street from the Celebrity Scientology Center, it I believe. Is. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so so we, be careful. Out a lot there, of energy. Guys. Yeah, we <laughs> would. Uh, me and my buddy used to take trips. Uh, oh God. Over there. Uh, just Scary. to see, just to see what they're up to. You are um, wild. Well, I mean, hey, if it's there, you have lived such a you life might as well. I know. I know. Hey, Crazy. I get it. I'll yeah. stay away, but I'm, I'm certainly not worried <laughs> about falling prey. Yes. Yeah. No um, kidding. I wouldn't expect you to. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to study it a lot, yeah. see some things, and then maybe and then I right. become a Scientologist. Don't do it, more. Yeah, please don't do it. <laughs> please don't joke. <laughs> um, and so at this uh, bookstore, I found this huge book about astrology, and I thought, okay. Well, let's let's see what this is all about. Um, so I opened it up, and the way it was structured is that it had every single day of the year you'd find your birthday, and then it would have all this information. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, let's see just what this would be because you know from that at that point I understood um, your birthday doesn't you know necessarily dictate your entire natal chart because everything's cyclically going to be in different placements every year, um, and so. When I opened up that book, um, I read through uh, my page. I was just astounded. Um, it had completely predicted how my first relationship went um, and gave words to feelings I, I had had that I hadn't fully recognized at the time. Mm. And I thought, wow, that is just absurd because, you know, it's high, it was highly specific. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I don't think anybody else I was with could have related to that page as as I would have because I found it to be extremely true right um, of my experiences with love a lot of it was about love um, and so I thought that was a really interesting um, experience not just because it was you know astrology oriented per se um, but it, it was a really interesting use of astrology as self-reflection which was going back to my first experience what I really liked because I was reading this passage um, and applying things where they could be applied. And I, I really had the opportunity to find out uh, what is and what isn't. Uh, and I found that to be one of the more useful um, applications of astrology that I, that I hadn't really considered. Um, because I, I, in my head, you know, especially I was 18, I, I had a huge ego. Mm. Um, especially, you know, I had all these endeavors that were, you know, philosophical or academic, which only served to make my head huge at the mm. time. Um, and so I, I always knew what I thought I was, you know, and, and I, I could identify certain things about me, but it was hard to know at times what wasn't, um, and, and things that I, you know, I couldn't, um, apply to myself that I thought I could, or that I thought was there, but it, it really isn't. Totally. Um, to be a teenager, right? Yeah, no yeah, to be a teenager. You kind of have to put yourself in a box to understand the world and to yeah. feel protected in that box. Absolutely. Um, and so... From there, that's when I really started taking it more serious, Um, started really researching, um, trying to learn as much as I possibly could, because from there I thought, okay, what if there is something there Mm -hmm. and and I'm missing it? And then, you know, from that first question, you know, what what if there is something there that brings up a lot more questions? Um, Yeah. And there and the interesting thing, too, I had to realize throughout this journey is that there aren't a lot of answers um, to those initial questions that you have. Um, and that was something that uh, was a fundamental misunderstanding um, initially from astrology that I had, you know, is that uh, when I was coming from this highly objective perspective on the world, that everything um, can be clear and um, without any subjectivity, um, whatever, it's a situation, a person, um, a city, whatever, everything is, you know, highly um, objective like that, uh, I, I had realized eventually that I didn't have much, um, subjectivity in my life because I was trying to force such a clear view of the world. Um, I lost a lot of what was me in that world. 
Mm. Um, because, you know, if I'm going to be living in a, if my perspective is setting the world up to be highly objective, I will also be an object throughout that world. Um, And that wasn't good long-term, I think, in my self-development. Yeah. How did that relate to your ability to, like, express your feelings? Like, were you a bit colder, like, shut off to that? Yes, I, I, I was generally um, emotionally cold mm, um, interesting. And, and every feelings uh, became um, analyzed very, very quickly. Um, everything, you know, there was a logic to everything. And I was trying to discover that pure, the logic that could apply. Um, yeah. And I don't, yeah, that's another thing that I don't think um, I was really in tune with um, as much. uh, And that's something I really needed to learn. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where the journey started. Um, From there, I just started studying it um, Mm -hmm. and trying to read as many books um, as I could. Um, You know, there's only so much online um, that'll, that'll give you uh, the, the knowledge that, that can really be useful. Yeah. Um, it's like Cosmo, the Cosmo site. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's yeah. my compatibility with my boyfriend? It's <laughs> yeah. like, it only goes so far. Yeah. yeah. And that's, um, <laughs> that, that's, what's really, uh, disappointing too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things with the internet. Anybody could write an article on their blog totally. on medium or whatever, and kind of dictate depending on, you know, the search engine optimization and everything can kind of dictate what becomes, uh truthful mm. or what people believe scary um yeah yeah that's just one of the symptoms of uh of our current technology and, yep. and the social media social networks um and so yeah i went to a lot of books um at that time that's when i really you know could uh draw the line and say okay i'm serious about this now it's not something that i uh, am trying to disprove it's something i'm trying to understand and all the girls at your high school were like welcome yeah and now, <laughs> was everyone just like hubba hubba oh my so, god I like bet. an 18 year old going through this sort of profound truly experience Morris. is just really impressive yeah. because i think it takes people years to even question their own standards and yeah. what they have always done to make themselves feel safe and it's just very it's like very cool. it's very cool. Well, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of happened. Um, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, I'm glad it, astrology kind of found me the way it did. We are too. Um, yeah, me too. Seriously. Yeah, it, it's helped me uh, grow so much as a person, just in terms of reflecting on myself. Mm-hmm. Because I've always felt the the root meaning of my life is just to understand myself as much as I can. Hey, um, that's great. You know, yeah. That's that's really the only thing I believe I can do. I don't know. Totally. I can't really apply that to others. I don't know what they can do. Um, but as far as my understanding of my capabilities is that I can understand myself as a human to a great degree. Um, and astrology is just one of those tools I use to understand myself um, and journey through like my own consciousness. I absolutely agree. That's why I love astrology so much. It's just getting to understand yourself and others better. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Empa- it's all about empathy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to kind of use that as a jumping off point yes. um, into more of a historical perspective of astrology is that it, it really was one of the archaic forms of psychology. Um, which is quite cool to be able to study. That's something I also, uh, I've always loved history, um, especially- You're in the right place. You really are. (laughs) I am. I am. And uh, astrology has such a huge part of of history, especially, you know, in the Hellenistic ages of ancient Greece. Um, I mean, that was was one of the main pillars of of people's understanding um, of the world around them, of themselves. Uh, And it's so beautiful too, because it's all just incorporating nature. Um, and I've, I've always had a naturalist kind of slant to my ideals. And, uh, you know, when the sky, when there's no light pollution back in the day um, and you could see the sky and all of its beauty um, and its fullness, then, of course, at a certain point, people are going to start constructing narratives uh, about the stars, how they relate to us. This is still at a time where, you know, it's assumed that everything is revolving around the Earth. Because mm. um, really, it, too, like so many of our... Um, our sciences are so young. Like we've only known that uh, that we've only had the heliocentric theory for 500 years. That we That's are that we're revolving around the sun. Yes, that's okay. so crazy. Right. Only 500 years. We've only been using electricity for about 250. Crazy. You know, like scares me to think about a little bit. It's yeah. like we just don't know shit. Exactly, and so <laughs> that's another thing I really had to 
um, come to terms with, you, you know, with all these questions astrology brings up is like, okay, well, if there is cosmic influence on human behavior, how, why, how, what was, and then you start thinking, okay, so let's say yes, that there is, then that incorporates a much larger system that's in synchronicity with itself. Um, and it, you know, is this, does it have a purpose? Is, is there intelligence? Is it making decisions? Why am I a part of it? Uh, right. You know, all these questions. It's it's a very um, uh, interesting thing to think about. Um, but, you know, back, way back, 2,000 years ago, you know, a lot of those questions weren't um, as as necessary in people's in people's minds. You know, this was something that could be observable yeah. um, with the stars. And you have people, uh, you know, like oracles um, making predictions based on different planetary cycles. And even then, you know, that's quite advanced um, using early mathematics uh, and understanding of uh, astronomy um, to then apply that to your life and try to figure out what's happening. Um, I think, you know, that's that's a really interesting uh, practice already, you know, just yeah. to take the, the outside, internalize it or, you know, as the, the old adage of, you know, the alchemists and such as above, so below. Um, you know, mm. people do see the the sun rise every day and create that long arc on the on the sky, and and reflected in that is their hero's journey within themselves. Mm. Um, things along the lines of that. I think uh, I think it's so fascinating just how humans relate to the world around them. Totally. Um, and astrology is one of the, I think the most interesting systems uh, within that. Yeah, and so intricate, which is kind of odd. Because people think, or a lot of people think it's so trivial. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, when you explain all this, I'm like, God, do you think it's just because people are scared of it? Because it's so vast and like, we can't still really understand it. That that there's a population of people that are like, you're so annoying that you're into astrology. Yeah, I think because um, we every, you know, that highly objective worldview I had was a symptom of the the modern view. Mm. Um and in that in that life right now is highly objectified. Everything is an object under our current financial systems, under our current um, technological uses, um, even more so because of how technology has evolved. We've become hyper objective. Um, and at the time of the Industrial Revolution, um, science just had such a stranglehold on uh, how people view the world which yeah. isn't uh, you know I'm, I'm of course i love science mm-hmm. both right my parents, which we're lucky that we yeah that yeah. we have that uh, i value science super highly because a lot of people I, I talk to you know i a lot of people like to talk to me about astrology because they usually first will respect me or my intellect or whatever just from conversations then we get into that and then it starts to get into conversations of okay like i i think you're a smart person. So why would you believe in astrology? Right. Um, and that's when you, you really have to start looking, I think, at things from an objective and subjective point of view within your life and how you interact with the world. Because back 2000 years ago in the Hellenistic ages, it was highly influenced by your subjective view yeah. on, on things, um, whether that be your spirituality, how you apply that to nature, uh, how you apply that to humanity. Um, was also important you know the trees had spirits forests were alive um, as they are now Um, and there wasn't as much um, of those objective answers that you could just kind of put in there um, and and then forget about you know forget about that internal search of what that means to you yeah Um, and so because science um, in conjunction with multiple other factors has had such a a hold um they have such sovereignty over um to people's general philosophies today um i think a lot of people just struggle to uh find subjectivity in their life subjective practices um which is really what it uh, boils down to because you know if i get into a, a debate or a discussion with somebody who's really trying to grill my beliefs or about astrology trying to pick my brain a lot of the times they're looking for objective answers and mm-hmm. you know that's not something that you're going to get and that's mm-hmm. not going to fix anything you know you're right. still you still are going to be ideally using astrology for your own subjective needs and wants um 
And, and you see that in a, in a lot of different things in today's age, you know, like uh, I think the past 20, 40 years, there's been a, a huge death of religion, um, especially, you know, in my life, I'm 24 now. So the past 24 years, even in my life, I've seen a huge decay within religious institutions, people's individual subjective practices of faith and spirituality. Um, and I guess, you know, it gets replaced by other things um, because, you know, I don't think that impulse can die mm. for you to search subjectively for things, but I think it, it can become malnourished. Um, and, and then the objectivity side of you gets overfed um, kind of thing. And then that becomes domineering. And then at a certain point, you know, your subjectivity is too weak to build up um, without immense amounts of work and dedication towards that. And, you know, if people become like born again Christians or convert to uh, a, a specific religion, they find things that'll make them feel better um, or cope with, you know, their human condition. Um, that's, that's, that's what I've seen in our very, very totally. modern age, yeah. um, which is interesting because this is really, you know, we've always had uh, huge subjective institutions uh, within our world. And, you know, even when astrology started to kind of go out of style on the Renaissance, that was due to the church. They wanted the real estate of subjectivity um, oh, within yeah. people's lives. You know, it's that makes a so much sense. when it becomes institutionalized like that, it's uh, any subjective practices can be used for control. Right. And I think something that Claire and I talk about a lot on this podcast and just historical events is like the internal struggle individuals and also as a society that we have of like both things can be true mm. that like you can believe in science and you can also believe in astrology, but like that can just create a lot of internal conflict in people that you kind of go one way or another mm -hmm. and when you're in that like purgatory if you will you're like do I how do I define myself mm -hmm. so it can just become more complicated yeah and I think you know that's that exact thing is a really widespread feeling um, yeah right and that's that's a that's my speculation you know I haven't talked to millions of people too but i think you know i think that's a shared sentiment yeah, yeah. among many people and i think you know right now in in our very very modern age you know it's kind of the age of cognitive dissonance for a lot of people because yeah. you know there's so especially with you know how being online just affects you um you know you hear so many people's ideas from anywhere in the world at any time um and you bring in that brings in a lot of like questions or or feelings whether that be happiness anger whatever you start to have a lot of ideas in your head um about the world yeah uh, and, and you, you want to agree or disagree you know mm -hmm. and if you kind of don't go one way or another you're like but you feel torn and like confused shouldn't yeah. i just you know like have a hundred percent like i believe in this yeah it's hard to it's hard to reconcile yeah um, and that's when you you know the questions are hard especially questions you can't answer right. and that's you know again where faith comes in that's where the church comes in that's where occultism comes in mm -hmm. um whatever um and so, yeah, no, it's uh, speaking uh, specifically to astrology. Um, it's it's a really interesting system because of how much, to me at least, because of how much um, of initial science it has within it. Not that it makes it scientific, but, you know, there are a lot of uh, barriers of entry to, to something like astrology um, where, you know, of course, you're born in uh, early April, you're in Aries, whatever. Um, that's your sun sign. But to calculate everything else... Um, really in the last hundred or really in the last 30 years, maybe 20 is the only time so far in the world that we've been able to draw our own birth charts. Before that, you know, you need to talk to a mathematician, an astronomer. Um, and not only do they need to um, be able to have the skills of, of the math and sciences, but they also need to have an understanding of astrology to draw you a birth chart. And then from there, you need an astrologer to actually tell you, what any of it means right? Um, to make any meaning of it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty new that we've been able to use astrology um, the way we have. Because of technology like, and mm -hmm. apps like CoStar and all mm -hmm. of that stuff. But you're going to break down for us, like, what it all means. Like, what is a birth chart? What's a sun sign? Absolutely. All of that, right? Oh. Absolutely. Um, because, yeah, that's where, that's where the uh, kind of protein is. With yeah. astrology, a lot of people, if if you have any form of interest in astrology, you probably know your 
at base baseline everybody pretty much knows their sun sign mm-hmm. um you know there's a it's pretty big in culture mm-hmm. overall especially popular culture in america um which is you know my main reference point um empirically uh, everybody knows their sun sign um but then yeah you have to take it a step further to get your moon and your rising which you know people who have um somewhat interest or their friends have interest might be aware of that and then after that you have the rest of your entire chart um, which you know is just as important as any of the sun the moon the rising uh, everything holds extreme importance with that so the natal chart is really the the full picture um, uh, that you want to be using when you if you're going to actually be practicing astrology in a way that's going to be beneficial um, or, you know, at least maximize, um, how well you can use astrology. You need the whole natal chart. Yeah. Um, you know, that'd be like trying to practice Christianity with, you know, only the first three books. Right. Um, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, that's really where people struggle, um, with astrology because then there becomes, there's a barrier of entry in terms mm-hmm. of knowledge. And a lot of people just don't want to learn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from what I've yeah. seen, yeah, they just don't want to learn about this. There's a lot. It's overwhelming. To do. It yeah. is, um, and you know, I've I, I'd say you know I'm a hobbyist of astrology. I've been studying it for seriously for about four or five years, um, and then you have people who are professional astrologers who've been studying for forty years, and I mean, Crazy. they are just it's, that will be you. I hope so. One oh, day. I think uh, you could be, be a professor. I, I would love to. Oh, you'd be such a good uh, professor. Yeah, one of my uh, my favorite, um, I guess, intellectuals um, of our current age, Richard Tarnas. He uh, he has a program uh, at the university he teaches at, um, which is about consciousness and cosmology. Wow! Um, and he he is part of the Jungian Institute with Car- of Carl Jung. Um, they ha- they have them across America, but Carl Jung was one of the big um, initial. Uh, I guess, modern adopters of astrology as a tool for um, death psychology. Um, And so, you know, I think there's a lot of potentials. Uh, If people understood, if they wanted to learn and use astrology, um, there's a lot of potential uh, within that, you know, to be applied not only for your own personal development, but, you know, from from a death psychology standpoint, I think it brings up a lot of interesting uh, language for people to be able to, to use. Yeah, uh, a lot of symbolism that makes certain things easier to understand, create some form of figurative landscape where you can discuss issues in a way that feels uh, more manageable. Totally. Yeah. I wonder if there's more like now with the rise of popularity of astrology, I wonder if there's more classes you can take in college. Because like I was telling you when we met the first time that I signed up for an astronomy astronomy class thinking Uh it was astrology (laughs) my freshman year just to warn everyone it's very different it's very different and what we discussed a little bit before when we met um astronomy versus astrology the nami and ology is different and what is that again yeah so um within how the it's a pretty uh good picture into how the greeks um you know, where kind of Western civilization was birthed, Mm -hmm. um, their kind of view on um, specifically astrology was uh, the suffix nomi um, of astronomy um, means knowledge of. Um, So, you know, that's the objective facts, the knowledge of the stars. Um, You know, how, if you could figure out how big the sun is, uh, how far away it is, you know, that's all facts. Um, And then you have astrology with logi meaning wisdom of mm-hmm. so it'd be the wisdom of the stars so astrology was meant to showcase um what we could learn about ourselves and the stars and how how there's a relationship between that i love that i love that too wisdom of the stars it's beautiful yes. it's beautiful and, and you know wisdom is always going to be subjective you know people can some somebody could talk to me and think i'm wise somebody can talk to me and think i'm an uh, absolute dumb dummy um, I don't think many people would, but yeah, I think people could. People yeah, could. Yeah. They'd be <laughs> fools. They'd be damn fools. That's true. It's true. So okay, then I would love to get into like, if you may, mm-hmm. like the what everything is, what it all means, like yes. how you get, how you break down a chart. What are the planets? What mm-hmm. are the houses? Yes. Yeah, so that's um, that's where you really. Uh, need to start if you if you have an interest in astrology you want to be able to read your own chart Mm. um that's where you should start you shouldn't be reading anybody else's charts when Mm. you're starting out um, Mm. 
Prioritize yourself, everyone. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. Get and into it. That's that's the the only person who you truly know in mm-hmm. a way that you could do that. You know what what is me, what isn't me, um, because you know that's having a rigorous uh, testing of that is what will eventually help you on your astrological journey yourself. Um, is being able to identify things and see if astrology is useful, um, because you know I wouldn't say that it's a system that everybody can use um, for whatever reasons may be present in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't think it uh, is going to work well for everybody. I don't, yeah, I hey, like most, like most, most things, things, you yeah. know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there's this uh, analogy I really love um, when you get into reading a chart. Um, and it contains, um, it's, it's like the fundamentals. Um, so in your natal chart, you have houses, you have planets, you have signs, and you have aspects. Those are the four main components of a chart. Um, And so the houses you can view as uh, the stage, the stage, the setting, um, where something is happening. Um, And so there are 12 houses um, divided within 30 degrees to create that 360 degree circle. Um, And so each house will be divided based on your rising sign Mm. um and so that's why it's important to know that um it's not the most important house you know the first house is what the rising is um it's the same thing the rising ascendant first house all the same thing are they just called houses or do the houses have a name and this is our stage but they mainly um they're they're you mainly would refer to them as houses but the angular houses like the rising um, mm-hmm. because that's where the sun was rising on the eastern horizon okay i see uh, and then you have like the descendant which is the seventh house right across mm. you have the mid heaven um and then you have the fourth house the ic which is uh your your family house essentially mm, got it and um, rising is like how would you if like i was a kindergartner who's like what's your rising mean how would you explain that in like the most simple terms Ooh, in the most simple terms, um, so it would be your first house. In the first house, um, I don't know if I'm good at talking to kindergartners. I'm, uh, or not a kindergartner. <laughs> I don't know why I brought it there. No. But like someone that's just like, what the fuck is astrology? Yeah. Like full terms. Yeah. So the first house is the realm of life that um, involves you um, and, and how you become yourself. Mm. Um, the Kind of the relationship you have to yourself, kind of your uh, initial impulses and instincts. Um, the the way that you react to things, the personality that's always present. Ooh, that's that, part of the yeah. first house. I've heard that rising is the mask you wear to the world. Is yeah, that correct? I hear that echoed as kind of the main um, the way people describe it. Um, I think it can. I don't know that I like the word mask. I was literally just about involved. to say I don't think that mask is your right truest. because it's yeah it's who you are. It's yeah. not like something that you're putting on like mm-hmm. voluntarily putting yeah. on. It's I guess what people perceive you as. Yes, um, it's yeah. almost like you're naked. Yeah, like your like naked that. self, right? Because yeah, it's you like can't clothe your rising, right? Yeah. In any way, right? It's always present within within anybody. Um, in in astrology too, if if you want to take it to the next level of, um, it affecting not only behavior but appearance of affecting everything mm-hmm. the rising is where you look for a lot of appearance based um qualities or mm-hmm. traits um, and i found that to be you know pretty accurate well once i started forming like the pattern recognition and facial recognition applied to certain risings there's so many um consistent things that i see oh yeah i want two examples that we talked about before is leo risings usually are very into their hair. Yeah. Which check out our um, Patreon because Morris is going to read our charts later. And one of us might have a Leo rising. We won't say who yet. <laughs> one of us might. And then the second one that you said is that Virgo risings tend to wear glasses often. Yeah. I always see Virgo risings with glasses. Um, it maybe I won't get too into it. I don't want to offend any Virgo risings. Out hey, there. I mean, I'm a, <laughs> my, I'm a, a Taurus. My son is a Taurus. Yes. Yes. Um, and I've always heard and my brothers as well, that Tauruses have thick necks. Um, yeah, you know, that's not, yeah, maybe, maybe it's the, the neck. Like my, um, my brother and I die all the time because like anytime I wear a choker, he's like, it looks like it's about to burst off of you. <laughs> like it can, and he always says he has a thick neck and I'm like, are those kind of things like, 
Is that, is that more of a rising thing? So there are a lot of things at play when it comes into appearance, and a mm. lot of it would involve how your rising is aspected. But mm. yeah, there's a big, it's all encompassing, I'm very ahead. common yeah, thing. Exactly. I see. No, you're good. I wanted to ask uh, about the neck forever. <laughs> I was like, why is this a thing? No, I would say, <laughs> yeah, with with Tauruses, um, I've seen a lot of them with, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of built like fridges. You know, like. <laughs> Like kind of linebackery, oh god, kind of feel, which is fine. Um, Am I a fridge? <laughs> <laughs> You're like the smag fridges that are like very chic yeah. and like simple, or not simple, but like yeah, like, like dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I oh see. Um, so interesting. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's it is really interesting though to think that yeah, that's another one of those questions where I see a lot of. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess coincidences um, of appearance within people. And it's like, okay, wow, what if, you know, when we're born and certain angular relationships within the planets would affect how I look. And then I see somebody, I'm like, wow, that's a Capricorn. Wow. And then it's obvious they obviously are. And they have that big forehead kind of shades their Mm -hmm. eyes. Um, it's time to get bangs. Yeah, time to get bangs. <laughs> Capricorns um. tend to have bangs. Um, so, okay, okay, so love that. Houses. So, so yeah. first house is your rising. To so get back into the fundamentals, yeah. So you have the houses. Those are really important. Everybody who's relatively into astrology should know their rising. Mm-hmm. That's your first house. You okay. have 11 more, and they cover all the different realms of life you'll progress through. Um, so houses, most people don't know what those are. So that's kind of your basis. That's the stage that which everything else happens. Um, And so then you have the planets. Uh, The planets um, within this analogy are the actors within that setting. Do you guys see what he's doing here? He is speaking to all the theater kids out there. Yes. Thank God. You know that we all need it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Morris always brings it home. (laughs) Where we're safe. Yep. Exactly. Uh, And so, yeah, these actors are the same for everybody. It's like everybody's got the same 10 actors in their movies, their plays, Mm. whatever. Um, Same amount of lines, mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe, small parts. maybe not. Oh, only oh. small actors. It depends on the on the aspects. Wow, okay. to see who's principal, who's supporting. Wow. Okay, so the planets are the actors. The planets are the actors. So, like, you have everybody has their sun actor, their moon actor, Mm. their Mercury actor. Um, And, you know, there are all different strengths uh, of these actors that they're Mm. coming in with, like the sun. Um, You know, that's like your your ego, who you are becoming in this life, what that journey is. The character of the ego. The character Mm. of, yes. So, the, the sun character would possess the general ego. Um, and like the moon, you know, that's your actor of emotional response and, and who you are at your at your deepest, at your most comfortable alone. Um, your third, your your Mercury actor, you know, is going to be the guy who's communicating. Um, yeah. Communication actor. Communication actor. Yeah. And um, every actor, too, is given. Um, I get it's not it's a masculine and a feminine um they're assigned masculine or feminine, but those aren't really pure to what are 2,000 years later, how we would view these things right. um, and, and view things like gender, gender role. Right. Um, but all that social phenomena is kind of built on the, I, you know, the, the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. masculine and feminine. Um, and so, you know, the sun um, and the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars are all assigned different... Um, a, a different one of those binaries. Yeah. Um, mm. So, like for example, like Venus is a feminine actor. Mars is a male actor within this. Um, Boys go to Mars to get more candy bars. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I don't. You yeah. don't. Girls, girls go, go to, to Jupiter co- to, g- to get no. more stupid. No. Boys yeah. go to Jupiter <laughs> no, to get more stupid. I only heard girls. <laughs> oh, so. I'm sure you wow. did. Mars. Girls go to college to get more knowledge. Boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. But then I remember teachers being like, "That is not nice." And so then we'd be like, "Boys go to Mars to get more candy bars." Oh wow. Uh, I just didn't like gender um, when I was in middle school. (laughs) Hello, Alto kid talking. (laughs) Um, And so, yes, you have all these planets that are acting in the houses that are the setting. So Mm -hmm. you have sun, moon, Mercury, Mars. Mercury's communication. What's Mars? Mars is your general physical aggression, your drive and motivation. Mm. Uh, It's that action planet. It's, uh, you know, Mars within Roman or Roman mythology is uh, the planet of war. Oh. Um, oh. So, you know, a lot of, too, I've, if you're interested in Greek mythology and astrology, you know, they are hand in hand. Wow. Everything has a correlation. Every planet is ruled by a different god, like Zeus rules Jupiter. 
for example, in mm. Greek, Greek mythology. And all of those myths, you know, are also astrological tellings. Hercules is one of my favorite Disney movies. You do love Hercules. <laughs> it's love a Hercules. really good one. Zero to Hero. That's a great movie. Meg is so hot. Uh, so hot. Uh, yeah. Herc. <laughs> <laughs> you are Meg. I love Megara. If, if Claire was a oh. character in a Disney movie, I feel like she would be. That is my greatest compliment. A, yeah, that is. That is That's the greatest compliment nice. you could give me. You're quick. Oh, thank exactly. you so much. And You're then hot. stop, Tess, stop. <laughs> and then so then Mer- so Mars is aggression. Mercury's communication. What other planets do we have? Um, so yeah, we have those inner planets like the Sun through Mars. Those ones are called the inner planets because of how uh, quickly they move around the Sun, essentially, mm. and, and they they are symbols of very personal aspects of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Jupiter and Saturn. Um, and, and, you know, both of those planets have a lot ascribed to them. Um, they're pretty dense, um, planets, but, you know, for, to, to go quick, you know, like Jupiter's the planet of expansion, success, and then you kind of got the flip side guy, you got Saturn of, uh, constrictions and lessons and discipline. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you have Uranus, Neptune, Pluto as those generational planets on the outside of your chart, um, that everybody in your generation is going to have the same placement of. Um, because oh. they take they take so long to oh. move around Earth from our perspective that you know Pluto's not going to go into what's it going into next into Aquarius for a long time because it's just not going to look like it's moved that much in right. relation to us. What what are your thoughts when they took Pluto away from us? Um, I, I have an affinity to Pluto. I have mm. a heavy, heavily Plutonic chart. It wasn't oh. right, but I think they've recorrected <laughs> it. It wasn't right since I I definitely You've forgiven. Um, yeah, I forgive NASA. But you'll never forget. Uh, Truly? I won't forget. How can you? No, no. Pluto is a very powerful planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, and they just said that it was a d- dwarf planet. That's so whatever. Rude. I don't know. In school, I learned that Pluto was a planet. Um, I so. did too. Well, actually, I remember being in school when they're like, guys, we have to talk to you. Yeah. Short King? Short King. Pluto is a short, short king. king. Pluto is definitely a short king, and we love that. Okay, so those are our actors then. So those are, yeah, all the actors, you know, in kind of more modern astrology since we've had, you know, technology, telescopes, et cetera. Um, we've had different comets and asteroids um, be, well, more asteroids be discovered and used astrologically. You have mm. like the Black Moon Lilith, Ceres, Chiron, um, but I won't get into all of that. That's, you know, if you really are interested in astrology, you can learn about the asteroids. Um, we usually do give the Rami some homework where like, you guys can just look at Yes, you tell us something. Yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, if you have any homework, go uh, go do your natal chart. Yes, well, um, that's why we are telling you all yes. this, yes. so that you'll understand it. You could use any website. Um, real. I mean, there are some better than others. I, I always like Cafe Astrology. They mm. give you a big write-up on everything. Mm, love that. Um, and then like astro-charts.com, they make really pretty charts, Ooh. but they don't give you any info. So you might want to use Cafe Astrology. Yes. And then you kind of get that whole big write-up where you can really start to read about it. Because, you know, it's it's much easier to read about um, the assumptions about yourself or um, the speculations about yourself than to kind of build up all of the knowledge first um but whatever you want to do yeah do your whole natal Ooh, chart though yeah. that's that's what really matters and come back and listen to this as you're doing it yeah. so you can understand so we have the stage we, we have, have the, the stage. actors yes so we have the houses are the stage the setting planets mm-hmm. are the actors so shakespearean so mm-hmm. now we have the signs those are the roles of mm-hmm. each actor so for example um my my natal chart my son is in scorpio my moon is in sagittarius my mercury is in scorpio my Venus is in Libra, and my Mars are in Virgo. So each planet, each one of those actors has a different role. And so, for example, my Sun and my Mercury are both in Scorpio, so they're playing very similar roles. Mm. Um, but within each of those similar roles, they're all aspected differently, mm. and that's what's vital. Um, and this is really the the biggest part of astrology that gets... Um, kind of neglected um, from people who want to learn about astrology, who want to know about astrology, actually have use cases for it. Um, That all comes in the aspects. Because, you know, if let's say you go to a play and they only have stage actors and roles. What's, you know, what's missing from that? 
They're just going to sit there for two hours and stare at those people. There needs to be a story. Yes, of course. Yes, there needs to be a narrative playing out between these actors in their roles. Mm. And what is that narrative? It's aspects. Um, And so that's something that, you know, even when I talk to people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm into astrology and I start talking to them and and I talk to them about aspects, usually that's where... Like um, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's usually where the conversation <laughs> kind of becomes uh, me, You're like, oh, me I see. teaching. You're a fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you don't know you anything. You know nothing. <laughs> well, so what are aspects? So aspects, um, in a, in a very literal way, those are the angular relationships within our natal charts. So, for example, um, let's say you you have. Um, like Claire, for example, you have Virgo and Pisces in your chart. That's really um, tough. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> like so, imagine waking up every day. With the <laughs> you guys have no idea. Um, and so Virgo and Pisces are opposite on that wheel. And so if you could visualize or even look at your chart and look at this wheel um, that everything's contained in, uh, Virgo and Pisces are always opposite. They're 180 degrees away from each other. Mm. Uh, so taking you back to uh, geometry a little bit. Um, and please don't do this stuff. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> I'm s- sweating. Yeah. Uh, and so you have the the straight line opposition. That's a hard aspect. Uh, you have the square. That's another hard aspect. And a square, as we all learned, is ninety degrees. Um, mm-hmm. and we so, learned that. Oh. So ninety degrees that. is like conflict. Ninety degrees. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's a hard aspect. It causes tension. That's not mm. bad. It's not bad for hard things to exist in your life. Say it again, Morris. Um, yeah, it yeah. could be a good thing. It could be good. Yeah. You know, some of the most interesting people, I think, in, in life are those people with a sun and a moon square, just because they have this internal tension um, that will birth some amazing. A good example is somebody like uh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, you know, it's amazing artist, made some great stuff. Also, you know, if you worked with him, he did not seem very easy, <laughs> an easy person to do things with. I can't was, imagine. Like abusive on set oh. at times. Oh, um, well, that is bad. Intense. Yeah, it's yeah. Bad. But I mean, geez, those movies are good. Yeah, yeah. The Shining. Right? I mean, most artists, right? Right. The Shining is crazy. Like that. So that's, a, or even somebody like, um, he's been in the news, Kanye West. He's <laughs> a sun moon square. Oof. I just like have no time for him right now. Yeah. But. So regardless of that, it's just yes. the sense of you could tell that man has immense <laughs> amounts of tension. A lot of ninety him. degrees. Yes. <laughs> yes. Has, uh, yeah, and he does. He really wow. has a ton of squares in his chart. Um, so he, and wow. I mean, you know, that's birth in like, oh, wow, I, I need to do something. You have this impulse of like, wow, there's this tension within me. It's going to manifest good or bad. We've seen that with Kanye West. Well, and you that's know? where it's like, this can come in handy because it's not an excuse. He could look at his chart and be like, I know this is with what's within me. Right. So maybe and I should practice patience and thinking before I speak. Right. Mm-hmm. To not use an excuse. Also, there are so many other things going on with Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides yeah, these conflicting <laughs> yeah. angles, besides the you know, there's mental short. health and. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so but you yes. have the square. Is so the square the com- same thing as like the opposite that you were just talking about? So they're both hard aspects, okay. but one is 90 degrees, one is 180 degrees. Okay, I see, I see. And so with aspects, it's it's literally math. Mm. Um, it's, it's just angles, and each angle has a different connotation mm-hmm. towards the relationship because each one, you know, Virgo is always going to be opposite of Pisces. Mm-hmm. Taurus is always going to square Leo. Um, Scorpio is always going to trine Cancer in Pisces. Mm. Um, so a trine. Um, What's it? Is trine hard? That's soft. Oh, that's soft. So there's really, there's three hard aspects. You have the opposition, you have the square, and you have the conjunction. Mm. Those are all tension-filled aspects. Um, Where's the conjunction? A conjunction is when you have a planet in the same sign. Okay. Um, so, for example, um, like within Claire's chart, we have a sun and a Mercury in Virgo. Same thing like me. Um, so with that, you have a conjunction. And usually aspects um, are contained within an eight-degree um, like margin of error, essentially. So within your natal chart for, for, for as using me as an example, my son is in the zero degree of Scorpio. I was born right when the sun went from Libra to Scorpio. So uh, that's another wow. little thing. Cusps aren't, aren't real. Yeah. More like, aesthetic guys, more aesthetic. You heard yeah. it here folks. Yep. Cusps aren't real. You can't, you can't be a cusp baby in the sense that you have two sun signs. You will always have one. Mm. Um, and that, like I have always said for years, I've yeah, been like, I'm Leo Virgo cusp, but no more. No more, no Claire. More. This I is just, the last time I'll ever say it. I will never say it again. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, 
Uh, the recent cusps aren't real, just so to get into a little bit more of the actual building a chart, is that uh, when you're putting in all the information for your chart that's necessary, it's going to be the location you were born, the time you were born, um, because that is the portrait of the heavens at the time that you came into our beautiful world. And um, from whatever time you were born at um, is going to dictate, uh, you know, if the sun was in Libra at uh, 10 a.m., by 10.30, it could be in Scorpio on a cusp day. That's what happened to me. Uh, that's had, what happened to me, too. That's I what think, happened right? with you. Right. But again, check out our Patreon to hear more. Yes, <laughs> you'll hear all about <laughs> it. Um, but yes. But yeah, so cusps, yeah, no. I I mean, you can be, obviously, the, a cusp is a real thing in that it ex, it exists as a word that describes something. Right. But in astrology, you, you will always be one or the other. There's not really any gray area yes. um, within that. So, yeah, so anyways, with... um. Going back into the aspects and like a, you know, you could do a six degree orbital um, between planets. But for example, uh, let's pick something. My moon is in Sagittarius in the fifth degree and my Mars is in Virgo in the ninth degree. So five and nine, there's four degree difference and Sagittarius and Virgo square. So that means my Mars and my moon have that 90 degree angle in between them with a five degree orbital which is the difference between. Uh, and so that's a pretty strong aspect. So that's an important thing for me to know because it describes a complex within me um, that I'm going to have to understand. So And that's why it's the story. Yeah, and that's why it's the story. Mm, because, wow. you know, if somebody with the same exact chart as me, but their Mars is in Libra, it's not going to have that same relationship with the moon. It's actually going to be um, an, an easy, a soft um aspect yeah. if it's going to be libra and sagittarius rather than virgo and sagittarius and so all the all the signs have an angular relationship with one another and uh all of those will describe uh how they how they talk to each other what's represented um within those different areas of life they have a strong relationship um whether it be hard or soft aspects. and there's two soft aspects uh, so, yeah, you have um, sextiles and trines. And so a sextile, um, that's going to be like your, uh, going back to the masculine and feminine, um, you have your masculine, which are all the air and fire signs, and then you have your feminine, which are all the water and earth signs. Mm. And so all the, when you have a, a sextile, um, it's going to be like, for example, that Libra and Sagittarius I just brought up. That's a soft aspect because they're only separated um, by one sign. And that's, it goes masculine Libra, feminine Scorpio, masculine Sagittarius. Mm. So air and fire get along. Um, and well, they get that soft aspect at least. And then you have water and earth that also soft aspect each other. Um, and then going even further with the, the soft aspects is trines and an easy way to remember those are that it's um whatever element the plant your sign is um those always trine each other for example water you you can have a grand trine which is all three signs represented um and that's because it would be like scorpio cancer and pisces mm. um and so all of those are water signs so all of them have the same angle away from each other um, they all have the same kind of soft relationship. If I met, you know, somebody who's a Cancer um, and I'm a Scorpio, generally, you know, it's more easygoing between our egos. But right. there's so many other things that influence that um, that relationship, depending right. on how it's aspected. Yeah. So that's a thing that a lot of people um, miss out on, you know, especially a lot of what pop astrology is used for is... Um, you know, how, how you're going to mesh with somebody else, chemistry. Yeah. Um, and it'll always be so pretty much sun sign because that's what people are going to know. So that's what they're going to cater to, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, devalues the whole the whole process. But, um, for example, like, um, if I was going to date, um, like, a, a Leo, sun, Aries, moon, um, and that's a personality. Yeah. My first girlfriend was actually Aries son, Leo moon. Mm. Oh. Um, so do you think I mean, she's listening right now? Uh, not right now, but maybe <laughs> in the future. I hope she's not in the walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mish, um, do you think she's outside? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's, that's an example, um, with like a Leo son, Aries moon and that my compatibility, 
with a Leo sun is not very high because I'm a Scorpio sun. There's implicit tension. Um, so, you know, usually when there's like tension like that, things don't last that long. Um, eventually, you know, friction will wear everything down. Water um, pits out the fire. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. oh. the water the, the sign. Fire, right? The fire can burn up the water. Or turn just it into engulfs steam it. And Jesus. It just dissipates. Oh, see? Yes, yes. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but you, you take my Venus into account. And if my Venus is opposite that moon uh, in a nice, uh, you know, eight degree orbital, then we can be highly compatible. I can, right. you know, I could love this person so much. Venus is your love again? Yes. Okay. So it's Got like, it. you know, your love relationships. So if, if your Venus is aspected well to somebody's, mm. you know, moon, they're very soft part of themselves. That's very uh, private. We're such and complicated people. We really we are. are. It's amazing. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people can be even, you know, they have a lot of aspects that create a, a huge complexity yeah. of things, you know, um, and that when you have all these planets communicating with each other, uh, you know, that could be very good. That could be very bad. Um, yeah. And that's, that's everything with astrology too. I just oh. want to make sure that's known. It's, it's all very neutral. Like, uh, right. There's not like good or bad. this is going to make your life harder. Yeah. But it's like it might affect you differently. Yeah, like for example, like you can be given challenges that are very difficult. Yeah. Um, and it's really how you are going to um have a have a relationship with that. Yeah. Um, right. if you're given if you're a person who gets given a lot of difficult challenges, you will you could grow a lot by overcoming immense difficulties or you could, you know, crack under pressure and and struggle. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, that's always a neutral thing. There are no good signs. There are no bad signs. People will always have um, an affinity towards the way certain people express archetypes. Um, so, you know, like in the, I've heard uh, like a space racism kind of thing mm. with astrology, like people have prejudice. Um, like for me, I know always because I understand the angular relationships between the signs, you know, I, I know I might bother people with like Virgo placements because of my Sagittarius placements. I know that there's going to be a square. So I'm aware of tension. Yeah. Um, so in depending on the person, if I like them, if I don't like them, uh, then I can go from there, but it won't dictate, you know, sometimes I like tension. All of my best friends, I have huge squares with because mm. I've, because we push each other to grow. And, you know, when we're younger, it's kind of hard to use that tension for positives. Um, but as yeah. as you get older, too, I, I love having squares with my close friends because they're always challenging me in a new way. Yeah, and I'm excited to hear you talk about you're going to yes. read our charts, but then you're also going to say how me and Claire's charts yes. affect and help our friendship. And yes. so, so please join up for Patreon. Yeah. If you liked if you liked this episode, I mean, this was you could hear another fascinating. Another Oh, that went by quick. I know, right. But we do have a question for you that we have for all of our guests, which yes. I didn't tell you about this. Ooh, exciting. Well, actually I have two questions for you. One wow. real quick, what do you think is the most um, misunderstood sti- sign in the zodiac? That's good. Ooh, the That's most good, misunderstood sign. Um that's a good question. I always see a lot of Gemini slander. Yeah. Totally. There. Like, you're crazy have and you're you unpredictable. Have you heard of the Instagram, Not All Geminis? No. It's a great astrology <laughs> yeah. Instagram, and she named it that because Geminis have such slander on their name. Yes. Always. We love our Geminis. Yes. I love Geminis. And so those are people I have a natural affinity for. Mm. With all my Sagittarius, I yeah. just think they're so funny and awesome. They are also, like, one of the most, I've heard, creative signs. And you look like you disagree. Um, the Olsen twins. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that that's any, an empire. Any Nicks. sign would be mm. more creative, oh. and, that, and that, that's another thing with aspects. Right. You know, if somebody's Gemini sun is aspected well by their Venus, you know, they might be a person very beauty oriented. Mm. Um, but you know, if they've got like maybe, a, you know, something another relationship, they they'll go into something not the arts. Um, right. I think I think every sign can be extremely creative. I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that so too. Simple. And then our second question that we always ask every guest. Guest, if you could smoke a joint with anyone dead or alive in history, who would it be? Oh man, um, there's so many people. I'd, um, oh man, I would love to hang out with uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, pick his brain. He's a fellow Scorpio. Oh, okay. we oh. haven't done him yet. I just also heard about his daughter Alice Roosevelt, who apparently was just 
someone, a Rami, Shannon sent the, a video about the history of her, and she went, Alice Roosevelt would be a Rami. She's crazy. Oh. She's like, a, I she's a partier. We love her. We love that. Sorry, go on. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt uh, is up there. I think he's a cool-ass dude. To yeah, it would be fascinating. With. We'll cover be him. Fascinating. Maybe we Jesus? Jesus. That Jesus. Is wow. That is a phenomenal like, answer. <laughs> Say no more. That would be, no be tight. That uh, would be tight. Yeah, I would love to even Plato. For sure. Wow. Start yeah. at the beginning. Start, Go way, way start back. Start at the beginning. That well, is amazing. But then, Morris. you know, too, we could really trip him out because I doubt he's, well, I have no You're idea like, if what's he's smoking right joints. Yeah. He's well, like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah like, what is, I pull out like a little pre And I like pack, it. Yeah. Just get it from the dispensary, dude. <laughs> yeah. Down on Western and Melrose. He's like, I have so many questions. Yeah. It's like, it's a like grocery store. God. <laughs> Morris, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is amazing. It's amazing. Where can people find you if you want to promote? Or do you want to stay hidden or under the radar um uh you can be under you also the don't radar. answer it now i don't really know i mean i'm not really anywhere to be found oh. uh i have an instagram do you want to um, promote that it'll probably be like tagged okay yeah, yeah if you want to yeah, yeah. Well, well if you would like us to we can tag it in the cho- show notes sure yeah if Great. people are interested um my instagram will be tagged they can perfect uh, message me about stuff i don't yeah. have notifications on so might be a few months might, might be some delay uh you're so cool and mysterious you are so cool mysterious uh well thank you so much morris <laughs> we, this was so okay. fun and um sign up for patreon to hear the next episode i'll get into more astrology charts personal things that's right that's right we love you Randy. thanks guys bye, bye.